Hey everybody and welcome back to my podcast, Move Out, Draw Fire. I welcome you, every one of you, and I want you to subscribe and comment and leave a rating on whatever you're listening to this podcast on. Help with the algorithms, stuff like that. So this is The Widowmaker, I am your host, and today... After much deliberation of my uh, between myself and some others, uh, I'm going to try to put together an episode, f- um, kind of like a, uh, um, a Twitch stream. It's going to be me and two others. We're going to be trying to play some video games while having conversations. See what, see where that leads us. See what kind of crazy twists and turns we can take down. Now, I will say that um, the two I've planned on are not uh, veterans like myself. However, um, I believe they will give some good commentary uh, that will make the entire podcast interesting for everybody's listening pleasure. So once I get that up and running, I'll give you some updates and we'll move on. So Halloween is coming up. So you need to make sure your costumes are on point. You can't have a junk costume going out trick-or-treating with your kids if you've got them. If you're an adult with no kids, it's kind of weird if if you dress up and not go out with kids. Um, Now, if you're like a short person um, and you just want free candy, I guess you could do that. Just cover up your face and change the... uh, pitch in your voice maybe you can get some free candy who knows but um just when you go out uh make sure your your costumes like i said are on point uh whatever candy you get for your kids or the dad tax or the parent tax whatever it is make sure there's you know no psychopaths trying to hide uh, some kind of methamphetamine or a razor blade or some crazy shit like that in your uh in the candy i haven't heard of anything like Oh, geez. Recently, within the past five, ten years of anything like that happening. I mean, but that's just in my area, so never really can tell. That in the current climate of uh, the pandemic where people are supposed to stay apart from each other and all that nonsense. So, like I said, make sure your costumes are good. If you decorate and shit like that, make sure it is just you go in and you're transported to a different world. Kind of like you go in and uh, you're, you're in Halloween town and Jack Skellington is going to come around the corner at any moment and everybody's going to have a good good old time scaring other people. So costumes, decorations, candy. It's, it's one of my favorite holidays. It's actually one of the only two that uh, my family and I celebrate. So we... we decorate for Halloween and we decorate for Christmas. That's pretty much it. Um, all the other holidays that go on, we don't really decorate or, I mean, we, we do observe the other holidays, but it, nothing's like Halloween and Christmas. So, and that's why one of my favorite movies is The Nightmare Before Christmas. 
If you've never seen it, you are missing out on one of the world's greatest uh, stop animation movies ever created. It is just a stroke of genius that was recorded on film and brought out to the rest of the people. Do I think it's the greatest movie? No. Is it a great movie? Yes. Um, I think one of the greatest movies is Willow. Now, I was told by an army chaplain one time that um, I believe it was I was the most blasphemous person he'd ever heard, something like that. So the way I explained Willow was that God himself created the script, created the movie, and handed it down to Val Kilmer himself. And the movie got done with him and uh, uh, Willow and all the, you know, it doesn't really matter. It's, it's Val Kilmer. It's, it's one of his greatest movies other than, like, uh, Tombstone and Heat. So I suggest you watch uh, Willow, um, Nightmare Before Christmas. You know, that's kind of the um, mentality that I live in on a normal basis for the Halloween and Christmas uh, extravaganzas, which would be uh, decorate for both and uh, just go just go off the rails. Just have fun with it. So I'm going to tell you a short story about a Halloween that we had in my tour in Iraq in 2005. So we're in, uh, I forget what, what city we're in. We, we might be in Hockland. No, it wasn't Hockland. It was somewhere else. But we had gotten our packages uh, from home, and a lot of them had a bunch of candy in it for, uh, you know, what we call pogey bait. So you take uh, take your candies and lickies and chewies out and, you know, you snack on something while on patrol or um, what we a lot of us would do would we'd give candy to the kids because no matter where you go, 99.99999% of the time, all the children around are innocent. I mean, they are just a, a some of them can be fun to be around. You know, you teach them things, they teach you things. So kids over overseas, you know, they, they're just the innocence that uh, you see and you don't want to get caught up in the, the, the kind of war that we were doing. But it's also a stark reminder that um, not everybody over there was bad. But that being said, we... Um, I, I look back on it now and think it's kind of it, it's kind of messed up, but we would throw candy to kids and they would fight over it, and we wouldn't stop throwing them candy. We would throw them more. So, yes, it was kind of like kid fights, but you know, it was it was a a normal um, everyday interaction for them, which would be, you know, um, get the candy, take the candy home, get it no matter what. So my story is, um, a, we were throwing candy out, and it was it was a blast. Uh, these kids were catching it, and some were stealing each other, uh, stealing some of it. And I had uh, in my possession something that was m- meant for us to give to the kids on, on a normal basis, just to win hearts and minds or whatever. It was called a fiki fiki football. It was just a, um like a leather bound 
fake leather, obviously, but it was like a, one of the paper footballs that you fold up, and then it comes with a uh, plastic goalpost, and you just flick the football into the goalpost. That's that's what it is. It's just a very simple toy. Well, I had one of these, and I wanted to make it good. I wanted to, I wanted to get I wanted it to go to a good kid. You know, one one of the kids that were smaller, and uh, you know, hadn't got much. I want to, uh, you know, spread the wealth on this one. So I, I made eye contact with one of the kids that was, he was smaller than the rest and he was, he wasn't getting any candy because you know, obviously he was smaller and they would just take it from him. So I, I made contact. Uh, it was, you know, 50, maybe f- uh, between 30 and 50 yards away. So, I mean, I didn't talk to the kid. I just like, hey, do you, you know, signaling, do you want this? And, you know, I saw on his face that he was excited and he wanted the toy. And I tried to throw it to him as hard as I could. Well, it was in a flat package. When caught, it goes right into the crowd. Happens normally. It's not a Frisbee. So I see the kid leave. I'm like, ah, you know, that sucks. He didn't get his toy. Well, what happened next was what surprised me the most is he came back but the kid came back with a pipe like a uh four foot long lead pipe maybe you know maybe it was steel copper whatever he came back with a metal pipe and i got the attention of some others like yo this kid's gonna wreck shit and get his toy and, you know, we, we, we didn't put any bets on or like any money bets on him, but it was, it was quite the spectacle. So this kid, we saw this, the, this sheer determination of somebody who is going to get what they want. And with, with, man, he walked into that crowd. Now we lost sight of him because he was short. However, we saw that pipe going up and down like he was a goddamn Jedi trying to find the Sith Lord. He was wrecking house trying to get to the center of this crowd just to get these uh, candies and this football. And I, I thought it was like, we need slow motion. We need Michael Bay on, uh, in on this. We need this to be the next movie to come out to break box office records. Well, the pipe disappeared. Well, oh he, you know, somebody got him and he didn't get his football. How wrong I was because not two seconds later, the pipe came back and it was chopping its way out. I mean, just with the intensity of a samurai warrior trying to chop his way through a, a battlefield of enemies. And we see this pipe, this kid drop this pipe and just, just Pop smoke and book it because he had probably about three, four Jolly Ranchers and this football. He didn't even bother looking back to see what kind of carnage that he wrought with this pipe because after the crowd dispersed, there were still two or three kids with giant lumps on their heads from where this kid just laid waste to an entire population of children. And it was one of the greatest things I'd ever seen. Uh, obviously, nobody died. There was a couple, you know, little injuries. Nobody, nobody was bleeding. You know, he can't swing this uh, pipe like an adult. He was a child. He was probably five, six years old. So we can't. We went out. We did some. 
a quick first aid on some of these kids, you know, for concussions and stuff like that. Gave them some, gave them some extra candy as a like a little consolation prize. And we went about our business, but man, that the determination on that kid's face was just the the it was almost as like Liam Neeson, and he had to go get his daughter back because he's got a certain set of skills. So. As far as the candy and stuff goes for the kids, now there have been instances where people would throw candy to kids just to get them to fight. And, you know, if, if you're there just to watch these kids beat the shit out of each other, there's, there's something seriously wrong. Uh, I don't know what kind of sociopath that you think you aren't, but you have a screw loose in your head if you were doing that just for fun. But um, that being said... Uh, I was on a guard shift. I say guard shift. We we took over a building, and I had to cover the uh, the Lower East Side. And there was a little girl out there, a little boy, two little boys, and a little girl. And I I had nothing to give them, and they kept asking me for a radio, a football, a pencil, a pen, whatever few words they knew in English. That's what they were asking for. But the most of all, they were asking for money. Now, I'm not going to give them money because I don't travel, I don't have money on me when I go through, when I go through streets in Iraq, um, I, I have zero opportunity or any ideas to stop at a store and buy whatever it was that I wanted to get. So these kids wanted money and I pulled out my wallet and I, I just picked something out of my wallet and it happened to be a days in um, it was a days in room card. So uh, I think at the time the cards were starting to become more of a big deal. So you had a card, you got to swipe through the door to get into a hotel room. Well, I had one from days in, I don't remember what it was, how or where I got it, but I had it in my wallet and I told them it was money and I just, you know, flicked it out there. Just, you know, maybe, maybe they'll get it and have a little bit of fun with it, but a lot of times you'll see um, little girls pick up something and little boys will come up and doesn't matter what it is, they will beat up the girl and take whatever it is because that's their culture over there. Um, the women or the girls are, are a little bit less or subhuman to them, so whatever they ha- whatever they have, they're just going to take. Well, the, the three children that I saw, the girl was the biggest, and she caught the card. She didn't catch it. She went and picked it up. But the two other little boys were coming to take it from her and two two quick jabs and some sprinting. And she got this card, punched these two children and just bolted right out of there with this card. Do I feel bad? Uh, sort of. I mean, yeah, it's not money, but at the same time, um, I was happy to see that this uh, little girl was empowered enough to uh, take what take what was given to her and hold it without any really any um, uh, major instances happening happening from it. So it was all in good fun. Uh, nobody got hurt. Again, nobody got hurt. That's the important part. So, yeah, ask a veteran, um, ask a battle buddy, whatever it is, to see, you know, like, what did you do when, when there was candy involved and there were kids? Um, because everywhere you go, you'd always make friends with the with the kids and some of the locals there. Because 
little do you know, the kids are the biggest help that we get when we're out there because we'll just come out there. We'll say, hey, who, where's the bad guys? And kids, without even thinking about it, will narc out their own parents as being Al-Qaeda or Taliban. And because um, their, their brains don't really, you know, um, assess the situation or um, draw conclusions as to what's going to happen if or when they tell on their uh, parents or, you know, uh, relatives or whatever. And they, they just want uh, us to know, it's like, we know the information. We want to tell you the information. And sometimes the best information we got was from children because obviously they, they didn't care. Like, ah, I'm, I'm being a help. I'm being a helper. That's kind of what I get my kids to do. I tell them to, I get them to do things and tell them that they're big helpers. And when they think that they're actually big helpers, they'll, they'll work a little bit harder to try to get that uh, praise and that um, kind of verification from others to say that they are um, good people. So, you know, food for thought. If uh, a situation ever arises and you need something, you know, kids will always help out. Um, don't be a creeper about it, though. Don't just go up and snatch kids. It's a felony and you will go to jail and probably be murdered in prison. And if, you know, you mess with kids, that's probably what you deserve. So uh, back to the um, Halloween. So I told you about um, the decorations, check the candy, my Halloween in Iraq. Now, we did um, every now and then uh, dress up you know, as adults for an adult, uh, Halloween party, you know, just see, you know, it was, it got to the point where it was how offensive could, could you get your costume before somebody had to say, you know, you got to go change. It's too offensive. So it was like a, an offensive costume competition. And the really only thing I can say that I did as, uh, offensive, you know, as an adult, uh, in the army and dealing with a lot. I, I dressed up like the grim reaper a few times, uh, death or whatever, and just kind of morbid stuff. But I think what got my, what got eyes drawn to me the most was it was a couple's costume. Um, it was myself and my wife or my wife and myself. And we went as, um, I went as a zombie JFK and she went as a zombie Marilyn Monroe. And by zombie, I mean 10 minutes after they died, uh, that's what our costumes look like. I had styrofoam and fake blood coming out of a, out of a wig. And uh, we bought these uh, fake, uh, fake bullet wounds. And I put one in my throat, one in the head. And, um, you know, I had the fake blood running everywhere. It was... It was kind of disturbing uh the way it was set up because i actually had to not to not to sound too morbid but i did look up what the wounds were that killed jfk and um it was a throat shot and a brain shot so i did my best to uh look like my uh, skull was exposed or the brain was exposed by using uh red painted styrofoam over a wig i had to cut the wig I had a, a, a suit that we got from Goodwill, something that barely fit. And then we put the uh, fake bullet hole in the in the throat and had some blood oozing from that. Whereas uh, my wife, 
she had a, a Marilyn Monroe dress that my grandma made her just for this costume and the wig to go along with it. And, um, since she OD'd, uh, she had like green stuff coming out of her mouth, like vomit and stuff like that. It was, I'm telling you the looks we got from old people, it was like those, if looks could kill, that was 20 times over because they, they, you know, the older people that clearly remember these two as uh, public figures and, um, you know, examples of what the, you know, the, the youngest president and then uh, a sex icon and uh, having it as a couple's costume just minutes after they died. It's, it was disturbing to say the least, but I think it was the most fun that I had uh, dressing up was to see who I could get to kind of sneer and look away or go, the nerve. So, it was good times for me, uh, good times for the wife, that we were able to do this together. And now uh, we pass it on to our kids. Now, they're not doing the offensive costumes. They're, they're, they're only children. And uh, they want, you know, we got an Iron Man or we got a unicorn or a Frankenstein cheerleader, whatever it is. Um, I think uh, my youngest one's going to go as either one of the dogs from Paw Patrol or Buzz Lightyear. Um, it's it's all in good fun. The dress up, the escape from reality that you get, and then the ensuing candy that follows uh, after the, the long day of just walking around knocking on doors. So I hope everybody does have a good Halloween, a uh, nice safe Halloween. And if you do the offensive costume competition, take pictures. Uh, I would like to see those. Um, but I think right now with the, uh, upcoming, uh, Spider-Man movie and the Venom movie and all the other superhero costume, uh, things, you're going to see a lot of probably Black Panthers or Spider-Man or Venoms, uh, Thor's Superman, Batman. Uh, every, every kid loves uh, the superheroes. Well, every boy. I don't know about every girl. I know my oldest. She likes Iron Man, which is, you know, I'm happy about that. That she's branching out to not just uh, unicorns and fairies and stuff, but um, something that, you know, both men and or boys and girls can like. So I'm pretty happy about that. The younger one right now, I, I would be completely fine with dressing her up like the uh, clown from the Saw movies and having her on a tricycle just going around and, would you like to play a game? I think that would be interesting to interesting to see. So, how's everybody else doing out there? What are, what are your past Halloweens like? How much fun did you have? I, I know I've, I've done... Um, I've dressed up like uh, Al Capone a few year uh, a few years back. I had a, a I dressed up like a hitman with a uh, a Louisville Slugger with a trench coat and uh, like a fedora hat. And uh, my brother-in-law he uh, dressed up as the Punisher, and I had an airsoft gun that I spray painted for him so he could look like the Punisher a little bit more. So overall. Man, I think he even had a, like a pinstripe suit with a uh, little cigarello cigar. I didn't even smoke it. It was it, the, those ones are just terrible. But um, speaking of uh, cigars and uh, cigarettes and stuff like that, back in 
Iraq. Like I said, I, I didn't carry money around because, you know, it's what's the exchange rate? It's not very good. So if I did have money, it would be like a buck or two. And a buck or two would be enough to get you a carton of cigarettes from a local shop. If you're not out there just doing a uh, cordon and knock, uh, you know, high value target search, if you're just doing your normal patrol and you can stop by a shop and get some stuff, they, you could get in a carton of cigarettes for like two bucks. I think there were, see, there were Mikados, uh, which was like a marble red on steroids. And then you had Pines, uh, Pine Lights, and uh, Miami's. And Miami's, oh man, those were rough. Um, but again, two two bucks a carton. I mean, you can't really pass that up. Um, I think uh, what was the exchange rate? It was like four hundred and fifty um, Iraqi what is what dinar to one dollar. So you could buy quite a lot of stuff with just a few bucks. And overall, I mean, yeah, we would get like our. Uh, cigarettes and uh, some uh, off-brand like Chinese candy that came uh, to there. Uh, there would be some energy drinks that were probably nuclear in uh, in makeup. Uh, probably had uh, some kind of illegal. And I think uh, when I think of like the um, the energy drinks that they would uh, sell in the uh, markets in Afghanistan and Iraq, which were very much like the uh, energy drink and hot tub time machine where it was it you you'd swear if you looked at the ingredients you would find uranium and uh, plutonium just something that shouldn't be in there because you drank it and it gave you energy but it ruined the rest of your day just uh, headaches or jeez uh, you probably find nicotine in one of those cans of uh, it had a, like a bowl on it it was some crazy stuff now, that's very much different than what the Army would give us, which was, was uh, Rippets. And on my last tour, you had a couple called, like, Burn. And um, I think Burns were the popular one because they tasted most like uh, uh, Red Bulls. So you had a, a Burn and uh, Rippets. And there was a couple other ones that were, like, pomegranate and stuff like that. And we would keep our uh, – keep our um, – main headquarters fully stocked so no matter what time you walk in there you're you know you're fighting the z monster hard you just grab one of these energy drinks uh, crack it open drink it down have about another hour of energy to do you know whatever it was which is essentially the same thing as what we are doing now is if you don't have the energy you just go to a store pick up a energy drink whatever it is get you through the day you get the five hour energies or the you know, whatever it is, uh, just to get you going through the rest of your day. Uh, I partook, I partook in a lot. And, uh, as far as energy drinks, I, I would do the, um, full throttle, um, the Red Bulls amp. Um, man, there was a bunch of them that I would drink and, you know, super bad for your health. It, it, just so much sugar behind those things that, they, I'm not saying that should be outlawed, but geez, they need a warning label on those things like cigarettes. Like you drink too many of those, you're going to get diabetes. So a little, a little note for a little food for thought. You know, if you're, if you're sucking on energy and you need something, just grab a, grab a coffee or something. 
It's straight up black coffee. That'll that'll wake you up the most. Or um, uh, scientifically proven, which was uh, if you are fighting sleep, the best thing to wake you up uh, almost instantaneously is eating an apple. I don't know what it is about an apple, whether you know the um, the crispness of the apple or the kind of the uh, shock to the taste buds of how. Uh, you know, po- uh, not potent, but um, tart the apple is. That'll wake you up the mo- like the fastest. Now, it probably won't last long, but there's enough natural sugars and stuff in there to help you, you know, pass through the rest of your day or for the next, you know, hour or two. So that's going to conclude my episode today. Uh, it's going to be about a 30-minute episode. I'm trying to keep them around 30 minutes. That way they're still listenable. You know, anything like an hour and a half, two hours, three hours. I'm not here to just sit. uh, How should I say this? I'm not here to waste what your time could be listening to this podcast. You know, get a nice, get a nice 30 minutes of uh, swapping stories. um, You know, give you an idea of what we had to deal with over there. Uh, If you're not a veteran, that's pretty much what, what I'm doing here is, um, you know, current events, uh, stuff that I did, you know, fun times. So I appreciate everybody for listening. And, uh, like I said, if you can do a, leave a rating or a subscribe or comment or, you know, do whatever you can to let me know that you're listening. I, I know there's not that many listeners out there. I'm trying to get more, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, and if you ever find yourself in a dark place, know that there's always somebody out there to help you, whether you want to call the uh, veteran crisis hotline or call me, text me, text a friend, text a battle buddy. You know, you're not alone in this. We're always here for each other. That's why we we built a network just just for this kind of scenario or situation. So, I appreciate everybody for listening, and I hope you guys have the rest a good rest of your day. And um, just remember, we're here. We know what you're going through. All right, move out. Draw fire. Thank you.